This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. About time for some two guys, one booth as we roll into hour number three of the G-Bag Nation. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus. We got Lucius Alexander and you. Our Turn It On Leave It On listeners, shout out to all of you. Who, uh, if it's your first time listening, welcome. If it's uh, your long time listening, we appreciate you and we love you for it. We do have a giveaway coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We will be giving away a couple of party pass tickets to Lions and Cowboys at home this Saturday night. Jimmy Johnson getting inducted into the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. I don't think we're outside in the pregame show this week. Not outside. I don't think so. Too chilly. I don't know. I think I think something's going on with the Cotton Bowl going on. And they don't well, want us hanging. Friday night is and, the Cotton Bowl. And they don't want us hanging around outside. That's a quick turnaround, man. Friday yeah. night, you've got the Cotton Bowl with Mizzou and Ohio State. And then, boom, Saturday night, we got a big night of Cowboys football. Yeah. You and I will be down the Miller Light. We'll be at right. the Miller Light Club. Yeah, if you're right. ever at the game and you're able to get down to the Miller Light Club for post. Make sure you come by and talk to Zach while he's on the air. Yeah, say what's he up. He loves to do that. That's a big fan. His lips are moving. Just. Ask him a million questions about the game. He loves that. And I'll just be like, hey, hold on one second, and we'll talk <laughs> right afterwards. But we do have It's a, always funny, the reaction of the people. Uh, like, oh, I'm on air. Because they oh. don't realize. Yeah, they, they, they're like, yeah. oh, no, I'm and so they sorry. Feel bad. It's, yeah, it's they okay. Feel bad. It's okay. No big yeah. deal. Don't feel, worry about it. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, but we do have a nine-hour game day here on your home with the Cowboys, 105 through the fan. So we like to do a segment we call Two Guys, One Booth. It's mostly Brad and Babe during the game. But if anything happens in pregame or postgame, shout out to Ross, who does a good job cutting or this. Or one of your reads, one of your postgame reads. One of my reads. reads, which I've definitely messed up a lot. But let's do it. It's time for a little Two Guys, One Booth. Ah, yes. Two Guys, One Booth. Uh, I'll eat a donut. Yes, you will, Brad. Now, this one uh, a little bit better than what happened last week in Buffalo, but the Cowboys <laughs> certainly left an impression on Brad Sham. Because he couldn't help but recap what happened the week before there against the Bills. Because they always talk about playing complimentary football. And last week in Buffalo, they did. They, their offense stunk so bad that the defense couldn't do anything. And the defense stunk so bad that the offense couldn't do anything. Really yeah. good. That's being honest. <laughs> that is honest. Yeah. Kind of uh, like that, yeah, man, right? They, we, like when our, we like when our home announcers are honest, I, right? Very honest. I yeah. mean, you know... It, you can't have one side of the ball just be no. way better than the other. So I think, both of them I, just equally performed badly. I feel like he I feel like he got it right. Absolutely. Yeah. Babe chimed in on that, and I don't know what the Bills did, but uh what's going on here, babe? And I kept waiting for teams to go pound them, and Buffalo finally did it. He did. Yeah. They pounded them. Pounded them. They sure did, babe. Thank yeah. you very much. I uh, we football again, you know? Football. Football. And, and we could do, we probably should start doing this maybe. And Lucius, actually, you did for LA Live. Like the uh, interesting things. Oh, where that are do these things come from? Yeah. 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 I think that should be something we do now every year. Like that's hilarious because there's so, like football, there's so many ways. If you're not sure what's being said, you're like, hold, hold on a second. What was that description there? What was well, just said? 
I've seen like TikTok videos before of women watching football games, and they're like, and they're and they're it's Troy Aikman and, and Troy will Troy will come out with a few of them, and they're all like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, we should be watching football more here. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to the opening drive. It was really good for the Cowboys until it wasn't. As they get down to the one. And Dak giving it to Hunter Lipke, who clearly was a part of this game plan, earned himself more playing time, and did he get into the end zone? First down and goal. Lipke behind Prescott. Fumble as he tried the handoff to Lipke, and the Dolphins have recovered the fumble. Safety Brandon Jones recovered the fumble, and the Cowboys go all the way to the lip of the cup and hit the ball in the lake. <laughs> Hit the ball on the legs. Such a good call. That is a good call from Brad right there. But it was oh my goodness, they went on such a great opening drive. Yeah. I thought Pollard got in the play before. I mean, half of his body was in there, and then you see like, nope, he was just short. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. Maybe he just takes it to the edge, goes to the pylon there, trusts the speed. Probably in hindsight, would have been the better way to go about it. He didn't, uh, and then you had that play. Trying where- to be too cute. Yeah. Try to get too cute. Try to get too cute, bro. Tried to give it to Lipke. Follow the lead blocks, dog. Oh, man. And they fumbled. And it's written out for you. It really was. <laughs> it's, really, it's written out for you, bro. Right there, man. It's right there. It's just, oh, it's killing. And who knows what happens? You get up 7 nothing. They took the ball. We talked about that in the pregame. Yeah. Like, should this do how important it is to play with the lead? Should they just take the ball instead of deferring? They did. They said, bleep this. We want the ball. We're going to go down the field and score. One yard away. Just unfortunately gets down to execution. Again, details. Mike McCarthy said the details. Attention to details. They lose that every once in a while. All right. What's the stadium in which the Miami Dolphins play? It's, uh, what is it called? It used to be uh, Joe Robbie. It used to be. Now it's Hard Rock oh. Stadium. Babe, Not Joe Robbie anymore? Babe called it something else. Hard Rock Cafe, 721 Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> hard, rock, hard Rock Stadium. I have been to the Hard Rock Cafe a number of times. Yeah. So. When's the last time you guys went to the Hard Rock Cafe? Ooh, maybe about a year ago. Yeah, yeah about a year ago Orlando? in Orlando. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the last one I went to too. Yeah. And most, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Most, it's huge. Mm-hmm. That place is freaking massive yeah. in there. Most expensive hamburger I've ever had in my yeah, life. It's expensive. It I is. went to the one in London. Oh, that yeah. was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. And Oy. most Oy. most expensive hamburger <laughs> I've ever had in my life. There was it good though. Was it worth it? It really wasn't worth it. Okay. No, my expectations were. It was I. I got to see some really cool memorabilia. That's kind of what it is. It's all the about food, being there the food and is very, around. The they food's don't have very, good food in London, bro. Whatsoever it, over the, there in England, I say that respectfully. I do. I was over for a long time, and I eat the same thing every day. I, I fish I, and chips was great. Uh, Jamaican food, yeah, and that's about it, bro. Oh, by the way, I'm working on that uh, Jamaican meat pie thing. Oh, those no, Jamaican, the meat patties. The meat, patties. The meat yeah, yeah. Dude, they look so it's good. It's all about the. I'm learning. It's about let, let's, let's just let me ask you real quick. Scotch bonnet. It's that hot pepper. We need to put the hot. It's Scotch bonnet is part of okay the the meat. I say we do. If this. you say so, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, let's Scotch so bonnet it up. I just eat it, bro. You're talking over my head right now. I don't make it. Okay, well, I just I just buy it, and eat it. Yeah, the Scotch bonnet is a is a pepper. It's yeah. pretty pretty severe. Let's do it. Let's. All right, let's we're in. All right, I've got it. I've got each it. other here. We'll figure I'm it down. out. Yep. We'll figure it out. We got it. Uh, Donovan Wilson, who you've pointed out a couple of times, maybe not quite making the right read. He was. Smacking people around, He'll though. He'll smack some people. In fact, uh, former oh. teammate, Cedric. Oh. My bad, sorry. Good tackle by Wilson on his old teammate, Cedric Wilson. Wilson on Wilson. Wilson on Wilson <laughs> crime right there. Wilson! <laughs> it was. Uh, and Cedric, 
himself a couple of nice plays in this one. I miss Cedric Wilson. I do too. Just because of all the things you can do with him in a game. I miss like him throwing the ball and stuff like that, you know? Two on four is giving love to the mustard in London. Like their mustard game is way stronger <laughs> yeah. than our mustard game. Just a weird thing. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll tell, I will tell you this, though. Might suck with the mustard. No, no. Uh, the, 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 the texture, I think, is right. Cause the mustard, you, the mustard, the mustard. When you do like, when you do prime rib, uh-huh. English mustard is, is a okay. good binder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we go to. That's weed. That's weed. The touchdown <laughs> to CD Lamb. <laughs> On uh, first down in a second and six. Prescott a deep strike to Lamb over the middle. Makes a cut inside. Gets to the pylon. And it's a touchdown for C.D. Lamb. 49 yards on a catch and run for the first touchdown of the game. On a TD yeah. Tuesday, C.D. Yeah. Lamb. I'll tell you what, great route by Lamb, though. he They, they caught the uh, Dolphins right there and a little bit of a coverage problem right there. They're trying to find a way to kind of man him up. It ends up neither one of the defensive backs handle it very well, and great throw by Dak to get him the ball. And then, great throw in the yak, and man. then uh, all, but all of a sudden, man, he just outran the safety. He did that safety had, took a poor angle, and he said, "Nope, not today." You know that play kind of reminded me of one of the few great moments of the 2018 division round playoff game in LA against the Rams. The Amari Cooper touchdown, Amari Cooper, yeah, put him up. Very similar on that one. All right, let's go to uh, Brad and Babe. Talking about a little conference huddle there with the refs, and maybe Dak's trying to join in here. I'm sure that's what the conference was, was the ball in the air when the flag was thrown. Now they're going to huddle up again. Crowd doesn't like it, but... Here comes Dak to join the huddle. He'll put in his two What a helpful lad. (laughs) Hey, just if you need an objective opinion. Right. I'm not biased or anything. I mean, I wasn't there, but... (laughs) Very objective. Yeah. Hey, I just want to let you guys know, yeah, I threw the ball, and then he committed the foul. So, yeah, go ahead and just make sure this is the right call here. Mm. Well, maybe they should throw some flags on Micah Parsons being oh, held. Oh, my God. That'd be nice. Can we get some of those, please? Eight, out of, eight of those? out of 15 games, they haven't called, they haven't drawn a, a holding call as a unit. It's, it's unbelievable. As a unit. Yeah. Wait, wait, and they're it's, one it's of not the, and, just Micah. And they're one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. More pressure than anybody. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, and then we had Brad once again talking about Vic Fangio and maybe just having Mike McCarthy's number. So far since the beginning of the second quarter, first two Dallas drives were outstanding, even though they fumbled at the end of one of them. Since then, the Dolphins have, Vic Fangio has basically tied Mike McCarthy's offense to a chair and slapped it across the face with a cold dead fish ever since. <laughs> Yeah, you ready to go out for a boat ride? Yeah, go out there and uh, yeah. sleep with the fishies, huh? Sleep with the fishies. Oh, the gabagool. All so right, they, it's when they send you the fish, right? That you're in trouble, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a really good reference there. And again, I, we talked with him after the game, and Brad said, you know, Mike's not going to admit this, but maybe the fan shows in his head a little bit. Something went up with that offense not, for two and a half yep, quarters. Two and a half quarters. Something certainly did. They were not good. Uh, Micah, not happy. We talked about the frustration with being held. Yeah. He was pretty frustrated as well with uh, a pass interference call. Or I should say roughing the pass roughing call. Roughing passer, yeah. Two is in the gun. Receiver in motion left. Throws the ball right to Cedric Wilson. Knocked down by Gilmore. The ball is at the goal line. There's a marker kind of back in the pocket. And Demarcus Lawrence. Foul. Roughing the passer. Defense number 11. Penalties half the distance to the goal. First down. Parsons doesn't get many penalties. 
And he might get another one if he keeps talking. <laughs> Micah was livid. Don't blame Livid. Him. And rightly so. One, I did think that was weak. But two, he's also being basically tackled by two guys almost every play. Just go and back. you're not going to call it. Just go back and watch basically the pass that Tua threw to Hill that Hill dropped to start the game. It's a joke. He get, I mean, he gets tackled by two guys. Crazy. And it's just not held. He gets like rodeo maneuvered, like around the neck bulldogging and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's crazy. Well, congratulations to Brandon Aubrey, who is still perfect on the season, and he's now uh, setting Cowboy records. In fact, we all saw this coming, right? And Brandon Aubrey now has more kicking points than any player in franchise history for one season. Well, of course he does. You could see this coming when he was coming out of college. I called it. I called it. I watched him play soccer, and I said, there's your next kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. Gosh, we all knew, right? Watching him at no, Notre Dame. hell no. Of course we knew. Hell you no. Can tell. I remember sitting on the me and uh, Amber Garcia, Derek Eagleton, and Patrick Walker doing the Cowboy break out there in Oxnard, and the ball literally <laughs> we're like 15 feet left or right of the uprights, and we got hit with the ball like four different times. Well, it was Maher. It wasn't him. Oh no, or it this, was Tristan Viscaino. No, well, no, it was both of them. <laughs> and literally, it's when Viscaino got cut. That he started making kicks. Yeah. It's like, okay, he's settled in. This is my settled job in. now. Yeah, exactly. He's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Plano Zone. Brandon Aubrey also last night. Brandon Stevens, another fellow Plano Wildcat, had a hell of a game for the Baltimore Ravens at corner. Played running back at Plano. They moved him to corner at SMU, and now he's a starting corner uh, for the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens just plug dudes in. Did and an excellent job last night. He really yeah. did. Uh, Brad praising Gen Z for whatever reason. Well, Gen Z, I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm going to go, go yeah. for fourth and two. That's a good call. It's a right call. Ferguson in motion. Fourth and two at the Miami 42. Play fake. Prescott rolls right, throws to Lamb. First down. And still running. <laughs> Had him all the way. Great call, Mike. <laughs> Knew it. Should have yeah. gone for it on fourth down. And Brad was ready to just kill him, too, probably, if they didn't get that. But you throw the ball to C.D. Lamb, usually... Usually, Good things happen. Usually, yeah. Get him involved, you know. You find a way to put the other team in a little stress. And then it comes down to a final drive for the offense. Can they score? Can they take the lead? Bruised, beat up. Dak Prescott, gritty as hell. They had several chances. He had a holding call. One they missed on C.D. Lamb where he's trying to get pants on the play. They come back. There's two different penalties in the secondary. They're able to uh, keep the drive alive through that. And then you had Dak finding Brandon Cooks. Snap is back third down. Throw on the left side of the end zone for Cooks. Leaping up. Cooks. Did he catch it? Yes. Touchdown, Cowboys. What a throw and catch from Prescott to Cooks with 327 left in the game. Uh, And it was without question. I mean, for both of them, a beautiful throw by Dak, but then Brandon Cooks going and snagging that ball was also gorgeous. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. A couple different things happened on that play, too. Steele got beat inside by Van Ginkle, but for some reason, Chubb went in the game for the Dolphins, so Ingram's rushing against Adoga. So that, that, that was a win right there. Adoga holds up. Really creative design with Lamb in the backfield and Pollard out wide. So they're going to you know, run land with a flat, Pollard through the picks, coming the opposite way, Cooks to the corner on Ramsey. That's what makes it even better. Oh, it was beautiful. So great throw against Ramsey, but perfect spot for the ball. And Cooks does a great job of getting the feet down the whole time. Dak on tight window throws, and that, well, that was considered one, that eight-yard touchdown. Yeah. 
He was 6 of 10, 79 yards and a touchdown. He's thrown a season-high six tight window completions, which is the most in a game since week 13 of 2021. So Dak was uh, making it happen when he needed to. Unfortunately, the defense was not able to hold Miami off from going and kicking the game-winning field goal, which led to post-game. Obviously, we're not thrilled. We're not happy. Uh, we're not just going to go ahead and say, hey, guys, a boy, we'll give you a smack on the rear and go get him next time. Well, we had a caller that, uh, well, she wanted to get on us for being a little too negative, and Brian fought back. Let's go to uh, Yvonne in OKC. What's going on? Happy, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you guys. Thank you. First of all, I've listened to this show forever. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. I've been around for every Super Bowl. I'm really upset with this radio station. Every show is negative. Whether we win, lose, or draw, it's negative. I saw just what you guys saw. The offensive line on the left-hand side was horrible. Terrence Steele didn't play well. Um, Mike McCarthy got out schemed, got out coached for the first, second, and third quarter. But we saw exactly what you guys saw. But this station, to represent the Dallas Cowboys as the the Dallas Cowboy radio station, you guys are too negative. Ma'am, ma'am, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? You You want us to just homer this thing up the whole time? Brian, I'm not asking you to homer anything. What I'm saying as a person listening yeah. You're negative. Well, then negative I, I'm, I'm sorry. The yeah. gets no love from this station, whether he what? wins or he doesn't. I, I disagree. You, you don't, you don't listen all the time then. You do not listen all the time. I do listen all the time. You do not. Because I home 11 hours a day, so ma'am, it's on 105.3. Ma'am, yes, ma'am the, the thing about it is I think the station has been fair when it comes to criticism of this football so. team. Well, then, then, I you, I, so. I don't, then I don't agree with you either, ma'am. I really I'm don't. That's fine. I'm not here to argue with. I'm, just I'm not. No, I'm. But no, I'm just. That's what I'm doing. No, no. You, you, I'm no. You came towards station. us and you say that we're negative all the time. I don't think there's there's listeners to the station that are that like if you sit there and homer it up all the time, it's like, well, wait a minute. What are you doing here? Why why are you doing in that? I think we've been fair with this. I really do. Well, I think that we've been fair overall with with how this team when this team finds ways to win, when this team finds ways to lose. Well said, Brian. And uh, I'll hold it down for all the I appreciate her listening. Don't you worry. I got you guys. I really do. I Woo, appreciate it. Let's her. go, Cowboys. Yeah, I appreciate her listening. Super Bowl. Let's go, baby. Curse is lifted on this Saturday night. Jimmy going into the ring of honor. There you go. Uh, but I'm with you, Brian. That was, I mean, look, she listed down a lot of negative things and wanted to say, hey, what would you she say? Said last a lot, year? She said a lot of negative things. Bitching about the to team. be bitching sometimes. Sometimes you're bitching. First of all, you don't joke around with, with women. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's this week's edition of Two Guys, One Booth. Let's go ahead and do the top 10. I did see Iron Claw yesterday. All right. Uh, we'll talk about that. The legendary Von Erich family, and it made me think, all right, who are the top 10 greatest professional wrestlers? Of all time. Who's your favorite? We'll do that next on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're about to get into the Willie Willie Top 10 uh, segment brought to you by Franklin Frankel and Soda, state-of-the-art weight loss. Shout-out to Soda. 
Uh, what an outstanding movie The Iron Claw was. I saw it yesterday. And I say outstanding, but it's it's gut-wrenching. Like, man. Uh, and, and I knew it would be. I mean, if you know anything about the Von Erich family and all of it's based in Dallas, uh, they, they're from Denton. But, goodness, it, it's something that it resonates with you. I've been thinking about it ever since. And it's a heavy watch, so just be prepared. Like, if you go into this thing blind, you don't know anything at all other than, like, okay, this is a wrestling movie, it can be it can be a tough watch. Might not be one you're going to want to go back and relive over and over again, but really, really well done. Great performances. Zac Efron starring as Kevin Von Erich. Jeremy Allen White, who you might know from the TV show The Bear. He was also in Shameless, uh, played Carrie Von Erich. Uh, as it details the entire Von Erich family. They did leave out one of the brothers, Chris, though. I think they ended up saying it was just time-based in the film. They they didn't weren't able to to fit him in. But it's the tragic story of the Von Erich family. I mean, how into wrestling and going to the sportatorium were, were you guys at this at this stage? Well, it was, okay, was Fritz part of the story? Yeah, Fritz is definitely in it. Okay. Yep. Okay, now, see, that's that when I was growing up, that was part of my... Okay. That was okay. So Fritz was the dad. I'm just going to say, like, used to be able on Saturday nights here in Dallas, they had on, like, wrestling from the Sportatorium, and then they had roller derby on after that. So you could watch, like, the uh, the uh, L.A. Thunderbirds against the San Francisco, whatever they were. I can't remember what they were. But there was always but – but, but that's – my era of wrestling is, like, Fritz von Erich. Okay. Flying Red Bastine was a guy. Uh, <laughs> Ivan Putsky was a guy. Ivan Putsky. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, we had guys. We had a guy that wore a mask, and it was always kind of a, a deal. It was like, <laughs> it was always crazy. Because as a kid, you wanted to see the guy get unmasked. Oh, and you wanted okay. to see, oh, who's, who's, it's, yeah. it's, you know. and Who's Bill, behind the mask? And Bill Mercer, who famous... UNT, yes. a lot professor, Absolutely. teacher, mentor to a lot of broadcasters. Icon. Icon. Yeah, he was the announcer. And Bill Mercer's in the movie. I mean, the, the actual Bill Mercer, but there's a person play, acting as him. Okay. So he's doing all the interviews. Yeah, so that my experience, I went to the Sportatorium one time, and it, it was crazy. I mean, crazy, uh, the fans getting into all that. But you definitely had, like, the good – and the bad, the the good guy, and then it was always whatever conflict we were having with a, a country. Ivan Koloff was with Russia. Uh, oh wow! Uh, the Iron find a way Sheik. to kind of incorporate all of that. Yeah, they always tried to find a way to make whatever conflict we were having with some country in the world. They had a wrestler that was conflict with your, you know. Okay. So he was like, I hate America. And everybody yeah, exactly, like, no, yeah, get yeah, out of here. Exactly. Somebody runs out there with a flag and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. America. Yeah, that's that's exactly. But it was like th- that era of wrestling was like they wore the trunks and the like the black boots, and you know, it was like it's amazing. Man. It wasn't it wasn't as athletic, I believe, as what we have today with all the backflips and. You know stuff that we see in the ring that really the gymnastics part of it. Yeah, it was more of a, it was more of the special like the Iron Claw, like you know Fritz von Erich when like they, he would sling somebody into the rope and then they'd come to him and he'd hit him with the Iron Claw and then they're uh, and it just it just demoralized 
you know, whoever he was wrestling. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But their family story is tragic beyond it tragic. Is. Yeah. It, it is. And that's why, yeah. you know, somebody texted in, like, saw the movie. Probably, you know, I, I could understand why they left Chris out. It was just too much strategy, tra- tragedy. Yeah. And, and, and it really... Yeah. Really is eight one seven said. Carrie actually lived in the apartment complex down the street from me on Beltline in Irving. Carrie von Eric's story alone, I feel like, could be a movie. Yeah. Like this guy was about to go to the Olympics, I believe, for shock, uh, shot put, and then they end up. You know, the United States doesn't go to the Olympics, which I believe was in Moscow that year. And then Carrie, nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. Carrie comes back. Yeah. Uh, they're like, okay, well, let's go ahead and get you in the ring with your brothers. So they're winning the tag team titles and. Now Kerry's got the opportunity. Obviously, what ends up happening to one of the other brothers, man, I don't want to spoil the whole story for you, although some of you just know it and you're going to see it, but it's incredibly well done, but it is a gut-wrenching movie to watch, but it is pretty cool because a lot of it is based in Dallas, obviously, where they're from, and the Sportatorium, I mean, holy hell. It's legendary. That place looked epic to go watch. I watched Willie Nelson have a concert there. It was actually really cool. And I was wondering if the Sportatorium was still around. I did some research. No. No, it is not. Since not, it's been taken down. Could have made it into a museum or something. I think that would have been cool. But I remember, you know, Hagee obviously got to go to the uh, Dallas World premiere of this, yeah. got to go see it. So he was talking. He's about a wrestling it. dude. Yeah, he. I mean, he. He definitely. I'm sure could have. He his wrestled, own didn't he? Was he a wrestling guy? Did he? I know Colby did. Yeah, Colby did some wrestling. I, I don't think he's wrestling. It's wrestling. That's wrestling. I, wrestling is an Olympic sport. Was this right here is wrestling? Wrestling. They're wrestling. They're wrestling. Was, I don't think Hagee did. I, I mean, think he is Hagee, super I think he flexible. Was. I the think guy he doesn't was. want to show his legs, Brian. I don't. I don't think, think he wore tights. Tights in a singlet, right? Yeah. You know, you don't have to like. You can wear a T-shirt out there, can't you? I mean, a big I mean, Heggy T-shirt. You could. Yeah, you could. I don't. I don't. We'll have to ask him when he gets. Back. I yeah. think Heggy. Did Heggy wrestle? Yeah, did Heggy wrestle? I'm going to say no. Zach Efron though, what he, he did. put you in the clutch and say better, <laughs> better. My finishing move. Sleep, better. sleep, <laughs> sleep. Man, but yeah, Zach Efron plays. Kevin Let's ask him. Here. I'll I'll text him and ask, ask him. him ask him. Uh, and the body transformation these guys went through absolutely insane. Oh, they didn't care. Steroids, whatever so that is. Did do. you like oh, Fritz okay. von Erich? Because just he kind of seemed like a D bag. Well, I was a kid. He was probably a great wrestler, but when you go back yeah, and, and, and they, he was a hero. Know, he was a hero. I mean, that's like, true. You're not seeing the behind the scenes like how yeah, he is raising the kids and everything. Yeah, he's uh I, I'm okay, I'm I'm asking. In the movie did have like alcoholism and stuff like that? Did they show any of that? They but, show some drinking. Yeah, okay. They do. Like, they show some drinking and some partying. Yeah, partying going on. Yeah. Okay. They do. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, I mean, Fritz was a, I mean, he was an idol. Like, in, you know, I mean, he was, he, he, I could say they wrestled during a time where, like, there was a lot of blood involved. Like, the guys would cut their heads, you know, with the little razor blade, and they'd bleed all over the oh, ring. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. That's areas. something Colby has talked like, about when, when we used to like, have him on at night. Jimmy Snuka. Jimmy okay. Snooker was. Now I don't think Jimmy Snooker ever wrestled here. I don't think he did. Jimmy, the flying Jimmy Snooker, jumped off the top rope. Top rope. He was. He was the acrobat. He was the acrobat dude before there was the acrobat dudes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'd I mean, be look, like four flips before I yeah, pin you. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Flying like, Fijian. If it weren't for Fritz, we wouldn't have the legendary Von Erich family, and nah. they, now they're since in the Hall of Fame. And I think I, uh, Kevin Von Erich. I think he's got two sons that are currently. He might even have a daughter as well. They're all still wrestling right now. How many are still with us? Kevin's the only yeah. surviving brother. Yeah. And, and it's tragic. I mean, he's yeah. got a line in there where he's like, you know, at one point I had five brothers. Now I'm not a brother anymore. Yeah. Like, gosh. It's, yeah. I mean, it. it, it yeah, Crazy. It, it's tough, man. Crazy. It's tough. We're asking Heggy if he wrestled professionally, right? But the top 10 greatest wrestlers 
of all time. 877-881-1053. Rey Mysterio getting some love. Bruiser yeah. Brody. Yes, Bruiser Brody's in the film. 972. Uh, Kabuki from the Kabuki. 469. Kabuki. He blew green dust. Like he, That's he, pretty cool. Yeah, Kabuki had green dust he would get you with. Best wrestler of all time is Sabu from ECW. <laughs> and if I said that wrong, I apologize, 214. Sting, Hillbilly oh, Jim. That, can I tell you a story real quick about Sting? Yeah, let us know. Okay, we, he he came he came over to the uh, came to the Cowboys. We're at the Star, and uh, <laughs> he was doing a, like a, a, a promotional thing with us, like Shannon Gross and all them. Like set it up. Like Sting is going to be. It's like follow Sting at a day at work for the Cowboys. So Sting had on his whole gear, right? Oh, that's pretty badass. So I'm sitting there watching tape of practice one day, and I'm like, kind of let's just. I didn't. I just was sitting there, and the next thing I know, I hear this. Man, Romo's throwing the ball pretty well there, huh? And I turn around, and it's Sting. He's got full Sting gear on. I didn't even hear him come that in. That just stunned he you. Just, he was just sitting at the table behind me, and I didn't even didn't even know he was sitting there. That's amazing. But he had a, he had his bat, <laughs> and he had on the full Sting gear. It's like, what the hell is going and, on? And I looked at him, I go... Yeah, he is throwing it pretty well. You know, he looks like... <laughs> you start breaking Sting, it down with him. Sting's like sitting there watching tape with me breaking down film. <laughs> Crusty score with Sting. Yeah. That's incredible. He was actually a super nice guy. I think he lives in Waxahachie now. Oh, He's like man. retired in Waxahachie, I think. Yeah, Kevin was wrestling barefoot. Yeah, we got some texts in that uh, Sting's living in Waxahachie yeah. right now. Absolutely. And I, I, we got a text that said, Carrie, his daughter's the one that is wrestling. Lacey Von Erich from the 817. And they were coming out to Stranglehold. I never realized that. They're, they're, they're playing Stranglehold. Here come the Von Eric brothers. I'm like, let's freaking go. This is awesome. Yeah. Hulk Hogan uh, is an honorable mention. I don't think Hulk Hogan ever wrestled like at Sportatorium. I, I don't know if he was that. No, he, I think, I think he, he was he's, afterwards. I think he was way after that. Eddie Guerrero is an honorable oh, mention. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Triple H, who, of course, is still big time. Uh, Mike Foley is number 11. Is that Mike Foley or Mick Foley? It's Mick. I Mick apologize. Foley, yeah. It's Mick Foley. How, how do I know that? You probably watched more. I mean, I had a couple <laughs> of years with Triple H, Kurt Angle, and The Rock where I was watching as a kid. Otherwise, mm. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some – we need Alec Medford. Somebody told me going to WrestleMania is an absolute blast. Oh, I bet it would be. They say that, that the, it's just non, here, it non-stop awesome. action the whole time. It's it, a, it I mean, a I bet it, it's a fantastic show. Number 10 is Chris Jericho. Well, I think we just had it in hey, studio. He was in studio, yeah. He's all famous. Number nine, we got Sting, an undeniable icon. That, my guy. His finishing <laughs> move, Scorpion Deathlock and Scorpion Death Drop. Yeah. That's badass. How about number eight, Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah. He was he was pretty good. Yeah. T-shirt and the kilt. The sleeper hold. Mm. Number seven is Macho Man, Randy Savage. Randy Savage, yeah. Perfect mix of charisma and skill. The diving elbow drop was his finishing move. Number six, we got Brett, the Hitman Hart. Yes! The Sharpshooter was his finishing move. Number five, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, drip. Woo! Limousine riding, jet flying, in. kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun. Go off! And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Ric Flair's he, he's been well, doing a lot of podcasts lately. Yeah. Some, and he's being really honest about all these people he's he been hanging with. He said they actually asked him to come down to Dallas when they yeah. were filming the Iron Claw. He just couldn't make it. The guy that played him I didn't think was great like, in terms of casting. They could have gotten a better guy to play Ric Flair because he's such a badass. But, but yeah, he's, oh, he is all about, like, he's now spilling the tea. So I've been yeah. I've gotten to go to uh, Nick and Sam's like twice in my life. The second Ooh. time I ever went. Man, you're pretty lucky. Was with I'm, Sean. 
Uh, and yeah. Ric Flair was at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course he was. Of course he was. Was he just bro. drinking a neat, neat? <laughs> he was, and the talent neat surrounding Ric Flair. Yeah. My man still got it. Yeah. Woo! Still got it. Uh, yeah, Troy Hughes as well. We used to be a shout-out to Troy. Big-time, big-time wrestling fan. Number four, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Mr. WrestleMania. Number three, Dwayne The Rock Johnson took wrestling to Hollywood. Yeah, no question. People's elbow and rock bottom. The Undertaker uh, is number two. They say he's got the most impressive streak in wrestling, and he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in He's the guy that 22. came back from the dead, right, all the time? Yeah. Tombstone pile driver was his finishing move. But number one, greatest wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you go. Defining wrestler of the Attitude Era. We've had a lot of people texting in. Man, I was watching during the Attitude Era. Shout out to y'all. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, but Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in at number one. Stone Cold Stutter, his finishing move. So appreciate you indulging. If you guys go to the Iron Claw, let me know what you think. Uh, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Definitely, though, want to let you know, hey, it's heavy. So. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, somebody said the Bushwhackers. I used to love how they walked to the oh, ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that walk, bro. <laughs> Crazy Bushwhackers. I thought we were being, I was being ball sacked. I didn't know that was. No, uh, yeah, it's really, they were a group. Like, oh, gosh, the Bushwhackers. Uh, shout out to Jake the Snake. Jake, the DDT, uh, right? The British Bulldog. I British, used to love the British yeah. Bulldog. Yeah, yeah. British Bulldog. Razor Ramon. The Junkyard Dog. Getting yeah. texted in. A lot, a lot of good ones here. Yeah, All right. Razor Ramon. Yeah. It's like a Miami Coke dealer. Yeah. But he was a fighter. <laughs> he was all right, coming up on the other side, let's go around the bases. Porsches, rumors, and new rules. That's next. Thank you, L.A. Shout out to Franklin. Franklin, of course, our friends over at Soda. State-of-the-art weight loss. Uh, about to do around the bases here on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. And then we'll do uh, some football's finest coming up on the other side. But I did see this because a lot of people have been texting and asking about former Charger defensive tackle, Sebastian Joseph Day, who was cut last week. He is now signing with the San Francisco 49ers as he's going to go and help the interior run defense for the 49ers. So I don't know if the Cowboys really had much interest there, but he did clear waivers in the 49ers. Former Ram, right, for a long time? Won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Rams, Chargers, and then, yeah, 49ers. He's covering all three California teams. He's got them all. He didn't want to leave California. Yeah, just stay. Why not? He he likes the weather there, and uh, I don't blame him for doing so. All right, let's go ahead and go uh, around the bases, and we did get some news during the Cowboys game, actually, that the Rangers are losing another member of their 2023 Defending World Series championship team as Mitch Garver has agreed to a two-year deal with the Seattle Mariners. So Garver, who spent the last two seasons playing mostly DH, but some catching as well, uh, is now going to go to the American League West rival. It's a $24 million contract. <laughs> but shout-out to Mitch Garver, and we love you, Garver Sauce. You'll always be uh, remembered fondly here. And you'll always be a champion to us. Yeah, hit that grand slam, right? Yep. That was awesome. I, I, a couple of really big home runs for yeah, this club he, during their run. You know what? When they were in kind of in some need, right? They were dealing with injuries and stuff like that. Guy played a pretty big role. He really did. Yeah. So. And, and I know he probably wanted an opportunity to catch more, and I don't know that he was going to get that here necessarily. But no. We'll not. miss him. We will. We will. And, and they've got somebody, you know, in DH, whether it's Justin Foscue or uh, – you know, they're, they're a rookie that's coming up, Wyatt Langford, that could be a guy that earns that job out of spring training. But, yeah, Garver, 31 home runs, Silver Slugger in 2019 with the Twins. And during this past run, you know, in 87 games, he had 19 homers, uh, an on-base percentage of 870. Yeah. And then he had, as you mentioned, that huge series against Baltimore. He was great. 
with the big grand slam that propelled the Rangers to a nine. It was five to two. He hits the grand slam and it was over nine over. to two. Yep. Can you take me har- higher? Yes, yep. you can. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Garf Sauce. We got that iconic Matt Hicks call from him. So we'll miss you. Uh, and best of luck in Seattle. Just not too much luck. Yeah, when, when you you're play playing the Rangers. the Rangers, yeah, don't hit so well. So go ahead and don't do anything yeah. there. I think you uh, actually told me this. We saw this on Sunday as well. So Joe Kelly wore number 17 with yes. the Dodgers. So Shohei Otani obviously is number 17. He's going to get that. But the question was, all right, um, do you do anything to get that 17 away from Joe Kelly? Apparently, Kelly didn't ask for anything. Nope. But Otani went ahead and said, all right, well, I'll gift your wife Ashley with a brand new car. There's a video of it. She's in complete disbelief. She goes outside. She sees a car parked in front of her home in a video that the Dodgers media posted. And it's yours from Shohei. That's, the, uh, that's unsolicited? Yeah. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to just hook your old lady up with something yeah. instead. Well, matter of fact, yeah, she, is that was, weird? Yeah. She, she was leading the campaign for him to sign here. Like, she was, like, on social media and stuff. Like, they were, they were like, yeah, let's get Shohei. Let's get Shohei. Yeah, she started the hashtag. Yeah. Oh, take 17 campaign. Now, yeah. He bought her a car and everything. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Joe, Joe put an Apple tag on his car if I was him. I don't know. I'm watching both of you guys. Yeah. Are you a, are campaigning you, hard for this fool. Then he bought you a Porsche. I'm just saying. You a fan of my life? But yeah. Got, got her. Got her. Joey Porsche. seems like he's really a big fan of sitting on the couch and hanging out with that dog. Yeah. He seems like he's it's just kind of like, need a lot of maybe, maybe, stuff. maybe we don't know a lot about Shohei. No, we don't. We don't know. He's kind yeah. of a mystery man. Yeah. Like the Dos Equis commercials, the most interesting man, man in the world. All right, Lucius, you got Shohei me thinking now. No, you're not going to buy my old lady a car, but hey, you said he took his number too? Well, yeah, yeah well, he, Shohei he gave took it, he Joe gave Kelly's it. number. No, 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 he gave I'm it to him. What's going on? He what? gave it to him. Like, Kelly gave him the number gave for, for no price. Gave him no. the number, and then you buy mo- Give me something. Buy me a GMC. I guess he didn't want anything, so he gifted the Porsche to, to the old lady. But I, I, I would... Definitely feel a little like what I want to nip that in the bud real What's quick. Going on here? Uh, that's a good suggestion and everything, but no, nah, roll that to me, bro. I sent that poor boy home to your wife the other day. Did I, did I do something wrong? Nah, she vacuumed that thing down, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got about 45 oh, minutes man. of silence in the house. It was amazing. <laughs> she enjoy that? Then? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay, well, I just got to. I know she likes the charcuterie board, which I like to put together too. So good I, stuff. I, I gotta be careful sending that home. Lucius might nah, be good, bro. Side-eyed me. What are you doing, man? Just don't huh? give her a damn Porsche <laughs> <laughs> while I'm walking. Hey, go home. ahead and keep to yourself. We do have some new rules that are going to happen here in Major League oh, Baseball. Oh, they're not messing with the time of the game, are they? Eh, maybe a little bit. Oh, it's going to be good. It's not. It's not a bad thing. I was getting used to this two hours and eighteen minutes. We'll still get that. So okay. they're widening the running lanes. Approaching first base uh, to include a portion of fair territory, which is changing a more than a century-old rule that causes a little bit of World Series controversy over interference calls. So I think that's a good thing. Wow. They're also going to shorten the pitch clock with runners on base by two seconds to 18. 18. Okay. Which is for, and they're further reducing mound visits in an effort to speed up the game. Wow. So you're going to get it uh, probably even faster. Kind of digging that. Yeah, me too. I'm all for that. So another change adopted uh, last week by the 11-man competition committee requires a pitcher who warms up on the mound before a half inning to face at least one batter. Okay. That's okay. I I think all of these are fine. God, I can't remember. I mean, we had had, uh, Mike Maddox on, right? Yeah. He was so good, and I, I wish I would have remembered everything he said about the pitch clock. Remember, he he went into this whole, I asked him a question, he went into his great, and it sucks getting old. 
But he he's like he goes in this whole like I need to go back and listen because he had a whole idea about he did have a really good breakdown the, it, kind of the every, every, everything we asked him I he both, had a good answer for yeah but like he, he I need gave to go back before baseball starts and, and listen to that again and well, kind the one thing that will be fascinating and I know it could be like a prisoner of the moment deal but we did have so many injuries this year to pitchers I know but he was saying something was going on I think he was talking about the spin rates yes. He was talking about. So it yeah. might not be the pitch clock. It it's, might be what they're asking these, these guys, guys to, to do. do. Yeah, yeah. That's but it. yeah, I mean, well, Maddox was amazing, and I'm sure we'll get mad. Um, I mad dog so on again. again. He, I think he kind of liked us a little bit. I think so. We I think he nice. had fun. I think John hey, Gray absolutely did as well. Hagee said he didn't wrestle. Hagee was not a professional wrestler. You're right. Colby Sapp did. Oh, Colby. Yeah. Colby was a wrestler, but not Hagee. Um, I thought Hagee was like the one oh, man yeah, Hagee. gang. Hagee was the one man gang or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's just out there taking uh, everybody on. Hey, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Tag Team World Champs. Step into the ring with yeah. me, Kevin yeah. Hagelin. Hey, I hate you texted back. I was like, hey, if you want to call in, we're doing the top 10 wrestlers. I know you'd probably crush uh, it. He's, he's, he's he said, just, just saw this. Yeah, let him enjoy vacation. Yeah. There was an article of uh, biggest questions for every team entering the offseason. Let's see if you think the Rangers have answered this question. It's no. probably going to be no. They haven't done much. <laughs> no. uh, actually, I think yes. I think we did get this answer. For the si- Texas Rangers, the si- question si- was. Montgomery, yes. Will they keep spending? I think that answer is no. I will say this. I will say this. I like the fact and watch Montgomery sign in the next ten minutes or something like that. I think wait the, it out. I think the longer this goes, where he doesn't sign, that the Rangers might get him on a one-year deal. Do you think? Would you think? Would you hope? I would have loved it. I I would. Or maybe maybe hope. they get him on a two-year deal, but a little bit more upfront money. Yeah, like you a just bigger. Go ahead and- Front load it. Yeah. I could see it. I mean, there's a lot of interest in him right now out there, but Nobody's we haven't heard yet. anything. That's what I'm saying. Like right now, the Giants are kind of pivoting. They're looking at Blake Snell. That's kind of a rumor. Uh, the Angels are too. drawing interest in Luis Renjifo as a possible trade. Red Sox are interested in Teoscar Hernandez, former Seattle Mariner, but you're not hearing a lot of buzz right now on Jordan Montgomery at I, all. I kind of hope that it goes very silent and we get closer and closer, and then all of a sudden we just – we're doing radio, and then one day they go, oh, here we go, uh, Tom Verducci. <laughs> it gives you like, oh, it, Montgomery signs one-year deal. He's going back to the Rangers. Yes, that's what I want to hear. That's yeah, what I want to hear. The Amazon rumors are true, 972, of Amazon maybe becoming a new home for uh, some of these Major League Baseball teams if the Bally stuff doesn't work out. Man, now, the Rangers need to get that $100 million back somehow, some way. I mean, their owner has money, and the fans, you guys did a hell of a job of showing up. I mean, I know every time we broadcast out there, there were a lot of you coming through those gates and buying merch too. Keep doing that; that helps. You know, I mean, and it now, helps. It helps the guys. Now they're say, charging twenty dollars for uh, Fan Fest. They used to just do that for free. All you, right, you got you yeah, to try and do but, what you can. But it's a World Series team, right? Yeah, it's worth Let's it. Go. It's, it's still worth it. Let's go. Yeah, with your guys. But keep going to the games. Keep buying merch. Yeah. You know, keep stopping by and saying hello when we're out there broadcasting. You guys have done an excellent job of coming out to uh, the ballpark as well. I mean, even when the team was very good, they're they're still drawing some great numbers. Can't wait to see people for spring training. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. I'm excited to get uh, Brian's ballpark food reviews back. We had fun doing that. They had a lot of fun doing that. We did. That's some good food. It was a blast. Uh, Eric liked to try and just go ahead and stand in the back of every shot. He did. I've never seen a guy eat a foot-long hot dog in basically three bites. It's not surprising, though, for He me. just, I mean, he he just. He loves his wieners, man. All right, let's do some football's <laughs> finest coming up on the other side. We'll carry over Brian's Cowboys-Dolphins film breakdown, uh, as the Finns did indeed break our hearts on Christmas Flipper Eve. Flipper got us. 
Jerry talking a little bit this morning with Bobby and RJ. CD going missing. What were his thoughts there? Maybe we mix in some college football. That's next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.